Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap. It is wonderful having an opportunity to um, share with you today. Today we're going to work on the soul. So as you know, with Bridge the Gap, we like to figure out how can we bridge the gap in our society and build relationships among people. And one of the ways to do that is to work on ourselves, our mind, body, spirit, and soul. Last time we talked about integrity and the importance of integrity. Today, we will talk about morality and how that affects our soul, our spirit, our body, and our mind. And so we have to look at our soul and pay attention to it because we value our soul. So one way, two ways we're going to do that today. One is that I will read a prayer by Martin Luther King Jr. And the second thing we'll do is have a scripture reading. So one way to improve our soul is to go to the Word of God and meditate upon the Word. So today we're going to meditate upon uh, Psalm 71. Okay, so hang in there. We'll be right back. I think you will enjoy learning more about the soul and morality and how those two relate. And also hearing this wonderful prayer that Martin Luther King did years ago concerning morality. Hang in there. We will be right back. You know, as humans, our soul is formed in so many different ways. Uh, I was just reading a book. It's called Renewing the Church by the Spirit, and it's um, by Amos Young. And one of the things that he's bringing out is that the church is changing. So the Western church specifically is changing a lot. Uh, we are going a little bit away from the more hierarchical type uh, organization. And uh, what we mean by hierarchy is it's simple. It's just a system whereby there's a group of people uh, or persons who are ranked one above the other according to their status or authority. So we're, we're starting to go a little farther away from that model. And then we've also had the model of labels. So we're labeled based upon our historic values, our commitments, our practices. Uh, so we are labeled in that manner. And then we have also have what he refers to as a network imagination. So basically what we do a lot in our Western society is that we, uh, we may be from different, say, denominations of Christianity or even different religious groups, uh, but then we are shaped by what network of people or institutions we are a part of. And so as we struggle in Western society as well as the world, and because our Western society is not disconnected from the rest of the world because of the internet and technology, uh, the world is becoming very close and very networked. And so we can still network with like-minded ones or like organizations or like institutions. We can still do that uh, globally. And so as we uh, change and try to find our identity today, uh, we want to look more at our soul. 
what is actually affecting our soul? Are these networks affecting our soul? Is the hierarchy we desire <laughs> or that we've lived in the past that is affecting our soul? What is truly affecting our soul? Or would we prefer to maybe look at how God would look at us and maybe through the Word of God? And so that's why we're having, today we're having a reading of the Word of God, which is Psalm 71. And then I also will read this prayer by Martin Luther King. So if you're interested in where this prayer came from, it's in a book called Thou Dear God, Prayers That Open Hearts and Spirits. And this is the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's edited by Louis Baldwin and forwarded by Reverend Shrubs. So, uh, page 139 talks about the prayers of social justice. Uh, So, but before we do that, let's go into, since our focus today will be morality, last time it was integrity, so we're trying to pick out areas that we need to help uh, improve our soul. Okay, so morality, if we were to just take a a dictionary definition, I'll call it, because everyone has access to a dictionary on their phone or in their homes or hard copy or whatever. So let's just try to figure out what are we talking about when we talk about morality. The The dictionary definition is a particular system of values and principles of conduct held by a person or society. The extent to which an action is considered right or wrong. Okay, so that's morality. Now, one of the things that the author is saying here about Martin Luther King's prayer, he said, um, these prayers of Martin Luther King were crafted during a period when King was exploring moral questions concerning race, poverty, economic injustice, and war and peace issues. And it's interesting that back then, Martin Luther King was focused on those moral questions. And all of these things actually affect us. Race, poverty, so uh, economic injustice, war, and peace issues. And we still seem to be having the same issues today. And so... In his uh, prayer, it's a simple prayer that we feel he did uh, during um, a time when he was at uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, and his message that day was on civilization's great need. So morality is something that civilization has a great need for. This is his prayer, and I thought we would start off with his prayer because I thought it was just very nice. Uh, He says, Eternal God, out of whose mind this great cosmic universe, we bless thee. Help us to seek that which is high, noble, and good. Help us in the moment of difficult decision. Help us to work with renewed vigor for a warless world, a better distribution of wealth, and a brotherhood that transcends race or color. And that's the end of his prayer. Very simple and to the point. So, 
Today I thought what we would do for our time of meditation is to meditate upon Psalm 71. As always, we recommend that when you're reading and meditating upon the Word of God, to really do that, to maybe take a couple of deep breaths, let it out slowly, take another couple of deep breaths, let it out slowly, and then be in a quiet place, you by yourself and the Word, and read it and allow yourself to digest it. I would also suggest that you read it over three to four times. And the first time you read the Word, just sit with it and listen to it. And then the second time you read it, look for a word or a phrase that stands out to you. And then the third time you read it, ask God a question. And a good question would be, why am I reading this today? Or why am I hearing this today? And is there an invitation for me to do something with what I heard, with the word or sentence that stood out in the scripture for me today? Fourth time you read it, is ask God another question. And this time, ask the question of moving forward in my life, considering and reflecting on this past week or this past month of my life. What instructions do you have for me regarding the matters that have been on my heart for the last week or the last month, or maybe it was yesterday or today? So take time with the scriptures, and it's good probably to record it as I'm doing today, because now you can replay this scripture and hear it again, and again, and again, however often you need to hear it, so that you can see what God is speaking to your heart today in your soul. Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge, sought protection and hope. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me and set me free. Incline your ear to me and save me. Save me, liberate me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. You are my crave for my steep, rugged cliff and my stronghold. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, those who are against God's ways, from the clutches of the evildoer or the unjust person and the oppressor. For you are my hope, O Lord God, my confidence since I was young. I have been sustained by you ever since I was born. From my mother's womb, you have been my strength. My praise shall be always of you. I have become a portent to many, portent being a prophetic indication of God's power being displayed through 
seem farther than the current period of time. But you are my refuge and my strength. Let my mouth be full of your praise and your glory all the day long. Do not cast me off in my old age. Forsake me not when my strength fails. For my enemies are talking against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together. They say God has forsaken him. Go after him and seize him, because there is none who will say, O God, be not far from me. Come quickly to help me, O my God. Let those who set themselves against me be put to shame and be disgraced. Let those who seek to do me evil be covered with scorn and reproach. But I shall always wait in patience and shall praise you more and more. My mouth shall recount your mighty acts and saving deeds all day long, though I cannot know the number of them. I will begin with the mighty works of the Lord God. I will recall your righteousness, yours alone. O God, you have taught me since I was young. To this day I tell of your wonderful works. And now that I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me till I make known your strength to this generation and your power to all who are to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens, and you have gone, done great things. Who is like you, O God? You have showed me great troubles and, diverse, and adversities, but you will restore my life and bring me up again from the deep places of the earth. You strengthen me, more and more you enfold and comfort me therefore I will praise you upon the lyre for your um, faithfulness oh my God I will sing to you with the harp O holy one of Israel my lips will sing with joy when I play to you so will my soul which you have redeemed my tongue will proclaim your righteousness all day long, for they are ashamed and disgraced who sought to do me harm. So sit with that. Reflect on it. And then either listen a second time or read a second time and pick out words or phrases that stood out to you as you were listening to the reading. Second reading, Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me and set me free. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. You are my prey, my stronghold. Deliver me, 
my God from the hand of the wicked, from the clutches of the evildoer and the oppressor. For you are my hope, O Lord God, my confidence since I was young. I have been sustained by you ever by you ever since I was born. From my mother's womb, you have been my strength. My praise shall be always of you. I have become important to many, but you are my refuge and my strength. Let me let my mouth be full of your praise and your glory all the day long. Do not cast me off in my old age. Forsake me not when my strength fails. For my enemies are talking against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together. They say, God has forsaken him. So after, go after him and seize him, because there is none who will save. O God, be not far from me. Come quickly to help me, O my God. Let those who set themselves against me be put to shame and be disgraced. Let those who seek to do me evil be covered with scorn and reproach. But I shall always wait in patience and shall praise you more and more. My mouth shall recount your mighty acts and saving deeds all day long. Though I cannot know the number of them, I will begin with the mighty works of the Lord God. I will recall your righteousness, yours alone. O God, you have taught me since I was young, and to this day I tell of your wonderful works. And now that I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me till I make known your strength to this generation and your power to all who are to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens, and you have done great things. Who is like you, O God? You have showed me great troubles and adversities, but you will restore my life and bring me up again from the deep places of the earth. You strengthen me more and more. You enfold and comfort me. Therefore, I will praise you upon the lyre for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing to you with the harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will sing with joy when I play uh, to you. And so will my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue will proclaim your righteousness all day long, for they are ashamed and disgraced who sought to do me harm. So sit with that. Write down a word or a phrase that stands out to you. Give yourself a couple of minutes to actually do that. Third and final reading of Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me and set me free. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. You are my crave and my stronghold. Deliver me, my God 
from the hand of the wicked, from the clutches of the evildoer and the oppressor. For you are my hope, O Lord God, my confidence since I was young. I have been sustained by you ever since I was born. From my mother's womb, you have been my strength. My praise shall be always of you. I have become a portent to many, but you are my refuge and my strength. Let my mouth be full of your praise and your glory all the day long. Do not cast me off in my old age. Forsake me not when my strength fails. For my enemies are talking against me, and those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together. They say God has forsaken him. Go after him and seize him, because there is none who will save. O God, be not far from me. Come quickly to help me, O my God. Let those who set themselves against me be put to shame and be disgraced. Let those who seek to do me evil be covered with scorn and reproach. But I shall always wait in patience and shall praise you more and more. My mouth shall recount your mighty acts and saving deeds all day long, though I cannot know the number of them. I will begin with the mighty works of the Lord God. I will recall your righteousness, yours alone. O God, you have taught me since I was young, and to this day I tell of your wonderful works. And now that I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me till I make known your strength to this generation and your power to all who are to come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens. You have done great things. Who is like you, O God? You have showed me great troubles and adversities, but you will restore my life and bring me up again from the deep places of the earth. You strengthen me more and more. You enfold and comfort me. Therefore, I will praise you upon the mirror for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing to you with a harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will sing with joy when I play to you, and so will my soul, which you have redeemed. My tongue will proclaim your righteousness all day long, for they are ashamed and disgraced who sought to do me harm. Now sit back, listen to what you just heard, just reflect on it, listen to it again if you need to, and then with those words or phrases you wrote down after the second time of hearing the scriptures, ask God, is there an invitation for you concerning the scriptures that stood out to you the second time you heard the reading? Is there an invitation to do something with what you've heard today? As I have the opportunity to talk with a number of people from all different backgrounds, cultures, ethnicities, nations, etc., 
I know that um, we all, as individuals, we have experienced God in different ways. Some of us have experienced Him more than others. Uh, Others are just learning to read the scriptures, but maybe not knowing how to apply them. So just to help a little bit with application today, I will read you a little something from the author of Thou Dear God, Prayers That Open Hearts and Spirits. And this is uh, regarding Dr. Martin Luther King's prayer um, that we just read earlier, as well as uh, looking at how the author feels Martin Luther King looked at prayer. So it says here, When King prayed for the fulfillment of God's will and purpose on earth, he was, in effect, asking God to become a co-worker with him and other activists in many justice and making justice, peace, and equal opportunity a reality among human beings. King's prayers actually serve the notion that in prayer, believers are connected to that divine energy that enables them to act in the interests of the common good. And then he goes on to say that the prayers speak to King's conviction that prayer without deeds amount to a meaningless exercise in false piety. So in other words, the reason why we ask that you sit and reflect on what you heard in the scriptures and then ask God a question is there an invitation for me in these in these scriptures? So when we look at morality, so that's our focus today, remember, when we look at morality, Martin Luther King, in his look at morality, he considered race, poverty, economic injustice, war, and peace. These were all issues that were happening in the United States at the time and around the world. And guess what? These same things are still happening today. So then, not only do you read the scriptures and you ask God for help because Psalm 71 is asking God for help from your enemies, from your oppressors, from whatever, you know, whatever your situations may be. And then you're also giving God praise and honor for your past experiences with him. And for those of you who may not have had many past experiences with God, or you have not been able to acknowledge many uh, uh, experiences with God, then from this day forward, start paying closer attention to when you pray and what starts to happen afterwards. And that's anywhere from the same day to days and months and weeks ahead uh, in your life. So just make a practice of being more cognizant of your life and how your life is going based upon the prayers that you speak. I have seen much activity based upon prayers or scriptures that I read every day. So this is why I choose to read out loud the scriptures. This is why I choose to pray every day. Uh, And I do reflect back and journal as well what things are happening in my life. And I can trace them back to the prayers that I've prayed.
So want to encourage you to, you know, read your scriptures every day. And then also, if you're interested in this particular book, the two books that I referred to, just I'll give you that again. Thou, Dear God, Prayers That Open Hearts and Spirits, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Um, and this is by Baldwin and Shrugs. And then the other that I mentioned is by Amos Young, and the name of that book is Renewing the Church by the Spirit, Theological Education After Pentecost. So, this has been wonderful opportunity to share with you uh, and to think more diligently about morality and how we can improve our morality by listening to scriptures and also reflecting on what God is saying to us to actually do what is our invitation in those scriptures. This is Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.